Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new show. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, and you are watching or listening USA Global TV and radio. Our show today is all about a brand new book series that is purposeful in helping children and their parents learn how to listen at an elevated level. This is a book series that I am writing with my friend and co-author who is in New Zealand. Her name is Mariska Dupree. The title of the first book is The Amazing Adventures of Lady Ella, the Listening Mentor. And you can actually see it here behind me. And you'll notice that this cover has beautiful animal characters on it. And each of these animal characters is actually representing a person, a human being, who is one of our elevated listeners. So if you're not aware, I'm all about people learning how to listen at an elevated level. Why? Because it helps us have better relationships, deeper connections, and more authentic communication. Therefore, there's less strife. There's less arguments, less judgment, and people are actually getting along better and feeling better in their own skin. So we are going to take a journey each and every week at this time, meeting the animal characters of the book and why the humans representing them decided to be part of this journey and what their animal characteristics are, the personality traits of their animal character. So our first guest today is someone whom I have so much respect for. She is creating all kinds of goodness in the world. And she and I have a show together called The Art of Creating Mental Health Wealth. And we will be having a new show together. Oh, secret. It's coming very soon. So look forward to that information. So her name is Janetta Barry, and she is the creator of The Epiphany Process and World Jenny's Day. She is joining us from, I think she's still in Africa right now. Let's find find out. Hi there. Hello. And yes, I'm still in Africa and I'm in the middle of the Great Rift Valley next to a freshwater lake in that Great Rift Valley. Sounds magnificent. And the fact that you have Wi-Fi is even better. I love it. <laughs> you know, one of the things I love about East Africa is that it has fiber. So when I when I'm back home in, in UK, I can travel in my car and go to the next village and I have no connectivity. I can go into the Maasai Mara here and there's the Maasai standing with one foot on his on his knee and only standing on one leg on his phone with perfect connectivity. And that's that's the joy of fiber in the middle of darkest Africa. <laughs> You'll have to take some pictures for us, of course, if you can get permission from them to uh, the local people. I, I would love that. We certainly, as we go along, um, 
Uh, we, I mean, there's just so many plans. I can't wait to do all of that and some more. It's very exciting. And I'm really thankful and excited that you are part of this incredible opportunity to help children and their parents learn how to listen at an elevated level. But before we dive right into the book and everything uh, involved in that and your role and whatnot, I'd love to just have you share with people your background and the work that you're doing to help people all across the world, Janetta. Oh, thank you, Dr. Jacqueline. First of all, it's such an honor and privilege to be part of this because it's very close to my heart. Uh, so I, I jumped into this whole project, Boots and All, going, yep, this, this is amazing, amazing. And the reason being is that uh, 16, 17 years ago, I lost my 16-year-old daughter, Jenny, to suicide after she and I had an enormous argument. And to cut an extremely long story short, um, I, ha I had to walk an incredibly painful path to finally decide that I did not want to live a, an emotional lifetime prison sentence. It just wasn't an option. And then I had to find ways to get through that. And so I started researching and studying and finding out how to move past not only the loss of a child, but the loss of a child the way I'd lost her, which was through um, communication going out of all ability to be managed from both sides, from me and her, and uh, just the emotions just pouring out so that no reason was able to be brought into, into place. And uh, having walked the talk through my grief and, and those communication skills, um, it wasn't easy. It was really difficult. And, and I have to share here that I nearly ended my life three times after she left the planet because it, it was tough and difficult. But I did come out, and don't get me wrong, I'm processing that loss for the rest of my life. So I'm not sitting here going, oh, man, no, I'm fine, all right, everything's fine. But I, I can say that I've taken that loss and been able to bring it into open-hearted manageability. And as much as there's a long list of that, where that, those losses are, and there are many from, from losing her, I have an equally as long list of where there have been gains and some special things have happened because of that loss. And one of the big things is um, with my research and study, learning to communicate more powerfully from a focused, focused centered, certain and open hearted place rather than from knee jerk reactions from past experience, especially from childhood. And, and when I reflect back, so much of my reaction to Jenny that day came from that child going, how can you talk to me like that? I'm your mother. Um, and when I was able to move past that and communicate more powerfully, um, it, it, it was a no-brainer to start being able to help other parents and children do the same. So when Dr. Jacqueline and I met up and she had elevated listeners, we, we're so much on the same track because when you're listening, you're responding differently too. And uh, so this is why she and I are so inspired and excited to be here today 
to present this book for the younger generation to start, and their parents, to start understanding that there are accurate ways to start communicating and listening on an elevated level. So honor and pleasure to be here today. Thank you so much, Janetta. And for people who are just joining us, I want to just uh, put up your character so we can see it larger than on the book cover there. And tell us, what is the name of your animal character? My name, uh, for those, those of you who were at the beginning of this uh, uh, program today, heard I'm in the middle of the Great Rift Valley because I may look very pale, but I'm very African. I, I grew up in Africa, born in Africa, um, and our lioness, which is my character, is a white lioness because I am very white and pale and I've got very blue eyes. And th there are actually white lions like that. They're, they're known as leucistic albinos. And um, they're not completely albino because they don't have the pink eyes. They keep some of their melanin or whatever it's called. You go up to a leucistic albino animal and you see past the white, some of their markings are still there. You can see in there. And of course, their eyes stay whatever it is. So uh, I chose her because of my African connections, my being very fair and pale and very blue eyes. And uh, I decided to call her Sikaliza. And Sikaliza in in Kiswahili, which is the language, the lingua franca, the many, many languages spoken in East Africa, many tribal languages. Uh, but this is the lingua franca where all the tribes um, speak this common language, Swahili. And Sikaliza means to listen. So it's the most it's a no-brainer to have to have a, uh, my character called Sikaliza, and it sounds very pretty and quite feminine as well. It's a beautiful name, and the messaging behind it is in perfect alignment. So, Janetta, you shared with our audience and also with me your reasoning behind being part of this project, and then also the name and the the beautiful. Uh, the beautiful way this animal looks and and holds itself, carry itself. What are some of the personality traits that you want people to know about your animal character? Yeah, I think the big thing with with a, a lioness is that there's a lot of courage in in making the choice as a human being. If we were to take the courage of a lion or a lioness. She needs a lot of courage to protect her cubs, to protect her cubs from other male lions too, because often they get killed by, by rival males not wanting uh, a, a cub that's not from his gene pool around. Uh, so it, it's a dangerous space and place, and it takes a lot of courage to be a, a lioness and to stick in your place and go, no, you can't do that, and to protect her young and and to to teach them how to hunt and survive and bring in the next generation and get them as independent as quickly as possible as soon as they become adolescents that takes a lot of courage and and uh chutzpah as they would say in, in hebrew and uh for me 
it takes a lot of courage to make the decision to change your life when you're stuck in patterns of dancing, in communication that you either learned from your peers and, and, and your, your family, or that you learned to protect yourself and cope through the ages and it becomes the way to communicate. And that takes a lot of courage to say, I no longer want to dance that dance anymore. I want to step forward and learn new ways to communicate because those old ways, although they don't serve you and often trip you up, at the same time, they're, they're comfortable because you're used to them. And the courage to step out and say, I'm not doing this anymore, is where Sikaliza, the lioness, stands. And there she is, standing proud, saying new ways, new ways of being as a human being within myself, changing my internal conversations, which is what the epiphany process does. Um, and, and even the elevated listening teaches you skills from there as well and enhances it even more. And that's where she stands strong, going, it's time to start a new life with a new internal conversation. And when your internal conversation shifts to a powerful place, because she's a very powerful being, a, a, a lioness with her cubs, when you change to a new powerful way of expressing yourself, the reactions you get back from people absolutely blows you and that's where Sikalisa stands strong. Yay I love that. <laughs> Fantastic thank you. Uh, Janetta we're going to take a quick break but before we do I'm going to leave you with a question that we'll come back in on. So when we look at this book cover we see there are a number of animal characters. There is the cow, the a ladybug, the owl up in the tree, there's an orangutan, a horse, uh, a red bird, an ibis, there's a panther, there's a gazelle. So I'd love for you to share with us, based on your experience in, in traveling the world and living in Africa, being brought up in Africa, which of these animal characters might the lioness have a good relationship with and which one might be seen, or one or ones might be seen as threats? So... I'll leave you to think about that and we'll take our break right now. So please do stay with us. We're really excited that you're here for our first show and we'll take a look at one of our sponsorships and we'll be right back. Jacqueline Kerbeck. I'm known professionally as Dr. Jacqueline. I am the founder and president of USA Global TV and Radio, and I also am known as the listening mentor. I teach people to listen at an elevated level. The power of listening is 
an opportunity for people to watch role plays. When we watch these role plays, many times we can see ourselves in the role play. I teach people how to set boundaries as an elevated listener. And when we're listening at an elevated level, we're listening without judging the other person. My goal, my wish, my mission is for us to respect each other, hold again that safe space for people to share their comments, their feelings, so it doesn't escalate. It's not years of being unheard. I'm asking you to open your heart, open your mind, and open your ears to support a world of inner peace and elevated listening. Thank you for your time today. Hi, my name is Al Seating. I facilitate a process called brand and culture alignment that builds teams around their purpose. And the result of it is teams of people that are highly engaged and highly energized, that work hard, that are very innovative and creative and take the initiative and make things happen. That's what I do for a living. Prior to that, I was a project manager for a, a number of large companies. And I used to think I was a pretty good listener. I mean, a big part of managing a project is listening to the people on the project and especially listening to the people that the project serves. And I became pretty good at listening logically to what people had to say. But what I wasn't very good at, and I didn't realize that until I took Dr. Jacqueline's uh, listening program, uh, what I didn't realize is that you really need to learn how to listen emotionally and empathetically. And uh, the power of listening for me was a game changer because I learned how to listen to people express themselves and their feelings and not just what they were thinking. And I also learned something I never had before, which is the patience to listen to people fully and completely until they're finished expressing what they have in mind. So I highly recommend Dr. Jacqueline's program. It's terrific and very effective. And it made a difference for me uh, in my personal life and, and in my professional life both. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's something everybody ought to consider. Welcome back to USA Global TV and Radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, and our show today is The Amazing Adventures of Lady Ella, the Listening Mentor. Let's get back to the show and bring out our star today, Janetta Barry. Hello, Janetta. Hello. So before we took the break, I asked for you to give some thought to your beautiful white lioness, as we see here in the front, the, the book cover, interacting with these other animals. You'll see there's two fences and some of the animals actually 
all the animals except for three are on this one side of the fence. So knowing your lioness, how do you think she'd be interacting with these other animals there on that side of the fence? Well, in truth, um, wild animals mostly are quite territorial. So um, in the, the truth of essence of, of wildlife, she wouldn't be re interacting with them at all, except perhaps chasing the gazelle or the horse or, or the monkey for food. Um, having said that, this is an amazing true story, and it's not happened once, it's happened a couple of times. Here in Kenya, there's, um, there's a, a, a game park to the north here in, in what's known as the Northern Frontier District. It's semi-arid, and as you go further, it even becomes desert. But in this part of, of the northern part, it's called Samburu Game Reserve. It's my most favorite game reserve, far, far more favored over the Maasai Mara, which everybody knows about, or mostly everybody does. And, and it's got very different animals in it, species of animals that blow me away every time I go there. But um, there, there's now been two, on, in two occurrences over the last 10 years where a lioness there has taken an oryx, uh, like a gazelle baby, and taken her in and, and uh, or taken the baby in and nurtured it and protected it from other animals in, in, and, and other lions. Um, surrounding and 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 enabled these two to to grow up and they've happened uh, quite a few years in between and, and the most latest one is quite recent and uh, that that is quite a story because it, it's not a natural instinct in, in the wild for a lioness to do that they do think she must have lost a cub to, to all her cubs and then um, mistook this one to be a cub. Nobody really knows why she's done it, but it's now happened a second time. And that's quite a story in terms of what we're talking about now, where things can shift. But obviously you can't shift things all where everybody's a friend because then nobody would have anything to eat. So there's a balance between going, this is part of my, my tribe and there are people outside my tribe or beings or, or animals outside my tribe that I can respect that that's their, their territory. But this is our territory because that brings the next generation in. And we, we do that anyway. We protect ourselves. We, we don't sit without an army and we don't sit without a, a, a house around us with doors that close and lock. It's all part of the same thing. That was very interesting, Janetta. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, I want to go back to the book cover a little because I think you hit on some things that are really important. So as we look at this book cover, we see that there is a cow named Belle on one side. There is a ladybug sort of hovering and there's an owl up in the tree overlooking. And then the other animals are there in the forest. And part of having the fences up is 
just the reminder of how we are in life. We create fences that divide us. And many times with our inability to listen at an elevated level, we are also creating those fences, those barriers to productive communication and showing each other respect. So in this book, we'll be taking a look at some of these barriers and how the animals can help us be aware of them and what we can do to break them down. I love that because that is what it is. And we put those barriers up uh, often from a knee jerk place to protect ourselves. And it's something we've I've observed in working with many people over the years that that barrier was a barrier that they put up sometime in their childhood and it worked then sort of. So therefore it became the way to always put the barrier up to keep protected. And knowing that you're a mother, I'm not a mother, I've had dogs, but no children. So when we think about raising children and teaching them things that will carry through in their life, what I found is at least in my own life and the education that I have, I never was taught how to listen. There was never a listening course. And I'm wondering as a parent, what are your thoughts about teaching children how to listen, the behavior traits that will help them be respectful to themselves as well as others, as opposed to waiting to undo everything at our age and figuring it all out? Oh, I just so love that question. You know, the youngest child I've worked with um, in in providing these communication skills was four years old. She's now eight. And uh, one of the things I've noticed is, although children are being often taught skew or they react in a skew way, um, they still have that 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 kind of inner wisdom of knowing so often when i'm working with somebody with communication skills like this and 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 your elevated listening skills um when i'm asking the question that that will help them to balance out their perception of themselves they're already they're either finishing that question because they know it just like inherently they've never heard it before or they're answering it before we finish and or I finish and that to start with children to 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 listen on an elevated level is genius because it's so much easier for them to a understand inherently know and just you know it, it's natural they just move forward and use it and then it becomes the way to go forward for the rest of their lives it, it, it's an absolute no-brainer. The sooner we can impart the, these communication skills with children, the better, out of doubt. Thank you, Janetta. Now, a question I'm going to ask you, and, and for our audience, none of this is scripted. Janetta has no idea what I'm going to ask her. So that's how we work here on this platform. Uh, so a question I have for you is, you know, I've interviewed probably 1,300 people. And if I were to ask them, which I do, how would you rate your listening skills? What would you say before you took the course, you would have rated yourself a scale of one to 10? And how do you feel now? Because you've been listening to people for a very long time. That's part of your work. So can you share with us, was there any 
insights that you had as a result of taking the course? Anything that you actually thought, oh, this is a good refresher, I hadn't looked at it from this perspective, or, or no? Yes, absolutely. Because my mantra is you can never stop uh, learning new ways or, or fine honing the way that you already do very well. And I am very good at listening and responding and intuitively understanding where a person's block is within my work and the epiphany process. I'm absolutely amazing. And I can tell you right there and then, I'm at a number 10, when it comes to working my work and using communication and listening skills. But that's within my work. And so when I stepped onto this platform where it, where I'm not processing people and I'm, I'm not the one asking the questions for them to shift, it's a different type of listening. And it really is about being able to store. For me, it was, it was fabulous to be able to practice and store what people were saying to recall it, whereas my process doesn't do that. I give them the questions and guide them and they produce the response. Uh, so it's a, it sounds like, well, what's the difference? But there's a big difference. There's a very big difference because I'm not having to feed back with questions with what they've said in terms of detail of a story. I just feed back with the next question in my process, which has nothing to do with the detail, but it does have the essence of the next thing they need to address. Whereas when I'm on this platform interviewing people, I have to listen differently because it's their forum. They're sitting there giving their story and their account and their information. And then if I come back and I've only listened to a quarter, A, there's nothing to talk about. And B, it sounds like I don't really care about their story, but the process that I do peels the story away. So I had to find home bringing the story back in, listening, retaining, and feeding it back in, a, in, a, in the next question or the next series of questions so that that interview is really meaningful and that person feels heard and endorsed. And that's what Elevated Listeners did for me in terms of stepping more powerfully as a co-host and host on this platform. Thank you, Janetta. You do a great job at that. And it's, I think <laughs> it's really evident when we have people who are booking again for interviews two, three, four, five, and more times because they feel so well heard and respected. Uh, just a quick example I want to give, and then we'll get back to the book. I had a conversation with someone recently. I'm not going to say how recently or who it was, but it's someone who's in the public eye. And the person contacted me, did not ask if this was a good time to speak with me, and just proceeded to launch right into what the person wanted to discuss. And four times, not one, not two, not three, four times I told the person that I needed to go because I had a show to do. And the person continued talking. They never stopped talking to even acknowledge me. And of course, we don't judge. I'm not judging. But this is someone in the public eye. And I thought to myself, I wonder how much this person is missing because they're doing all the talking. 
And that happens. And I'm not saying it's never happened to me or anyone, but sometimes we need a wake up call that it's not all about us and what we want to get across. It's about listening and providing a safe space for people to share their stories. Uh, Yes, I think that's so true. Uh, A lot of people want to get their message through and make things happen and go, go, go without stopping and going, what won't work if I do that? It's just like, get the message, tell you, you need to listen to me. And, and they, haven't, they haven't considered what, what won't work. And so, so agree. Yes, and, and I found myself actually feeling exhausted in that conversation. And I thought, wow, this person has no concern or regard for me. They want something from me, but they have no regard for me and what I'm thinking at the moment. So that's how we end up feeling. And so in this book, some of our characters are going to feel that they're not heard, that they're maybe they've never been heard based on what they're doing, what kind of animal they are. And it will be a community coming together and each of the animals being able to share their story, which ultimately helps the other animals. And together they will be a happy group. Let's put it that way. I love that. And that is what it is. You know, it's a bit like, as I was saying earlier, the lioness speaking to the the oryx in a, in a new way. And, and obviously that's body language way in the wild. Um, that the oryx wasn't frightened and the lioness didn't want to eat it and did want to protect it. And it's those new communication skills and and they come in many ways because it's not just speaking as well. Body language and so on also plays a lot in that because when you're listening on an elevated uh, level, your body language changes as well. And that has an effect on people and makes them feel more at ease and less exhausted, as you were saying just now. And, and able to, to, to really move forward with whatever next needs to be spoken about from a place of powerful understanding uh, rather than trying to interpret that, that intense body language from somebody who's not listening. It's like, Wah! zing, 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 zing. And, and that, that change in body language is, is just as important, in my opinion, as what's coming out in our mouths as well. Great points. Great point. And also, when we are engaging with each other, are we actually looking at one another? Or are we sideways, somebody behind us? And these are things I don't think that people really take into consideration because they're so excited, whether it's in a positive or negative way, to share this information with someone. And it's almost like the only thing that's important in the world is this information, not what you're already doing right now. You should drop everything you're doing so that I can share what I have to say. And how selfish and egotistical is that? Yeah. And you know, it it is. And yet it's actually also the opposite because that selfishness and egotistical way of being comes from feeling very inadequate 
and and wanting to prove that you are adequate and and you are loved and you are lovable but that's the way that that person feels they will make it happen is by doing being selfish and egotistical egotistical uh, and so it, it, it that is another dance pattern that absolutely amazes me um when when i work with people when they're in that place of ego and and selfishness it's because they feel quite inadequate and 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 don't know how to express themselves except that way great points that you're making janetta i really appreciate it as we come to the end of our show i want to spotlight you again and for you to share with people who are joining us for the first time how can they reach out to you and what are the different types of offerings that you have for people to partner with you and also get involved with world jenny's day thank you thank you so much for this uh well anybody who is feeling compromised in life and either inadequate or unable to express themselves or when they express themselves they feel judged if you feel any of those those feelings where you just feel as though you don't quite fit in and life just seems to be one challenge following another because every everybody outside of your or outside of you just doesn't seem to get you and you don't seem to get them and i mean hands up i think there are many people out there who actually secretly run that little story so if that's how you're feeling because it's certainly how i felt for many many years even as a parent to a 16 year old if that's how you're feeling then please feel free to to step forward and chat to me um and I have uh, many people who book initially one-on-one -on -one sessions so that we can start shifting those internal perceptions very powerfully, very accurately, because I had to do it on myself and walk the walk and talk the talk. And then, uh, you know, that, that goes on. We have many programs where monthly we meet up. I have two certification programs where those who go this holy moly, this, this has really changed the way I interact more authentically with my family and friends and colleagues at work. It, it's a hot, and, and the reactions I get from them are so different. I really want to master this way of uh, uh, these skills that I impart with two people. And then we have a self mastery certification program. And then um, some of them get it because it is an invitation only program get invited to become uh, consultants like I am, uh, epiphany process consultants. So those those are, are, are where the epiphany process sits. Um, World Denny's Day is because it came about and was birthed because my daughter Jenny, when she died, actually happened to die on World Mental Health Day, the 10th of October. So we only realized that some years later and now we have the third world jenny's day coming up this year and it's going to be on this usa global tv and radio platform which is just so exciting i can't wait for what we're going to create on that day and we use the medium of theater and the arts to soften and normalize conversations around depression and suicide because after all 
we've all felt compromised. We've all felt overwhelmed. We've all felt um, scared. We've, we've all felt those feelings at some time or another, some in a more extreme way than others, but we've all felt them. And I've seen now, the more we use the creative arts, whatever that might be, it could be even writing or, or, or miming or whatever it is, when we use those creative arts, people start to feel that they're being human no matter what they're feeling. It's a very normal way to feel. And when you don't feel quite so ostracized and judged, new conversations come out of your and other people's mouths. And it's proved itself in these last two years um, with World Jenny's Day. So if you'd like to know more about the epiphany process or World Jenny's Day, the epiphany process is the epiphanyprocess.com. You can contact me there. It's very extensive in there, but you might still have some conversations or you'd like to have a, a personal introductory conversation with me, the epiphanyprocess.com. If you'd like to know more about World Jenny's Day, I'm also very approachable there, by the way. You can contact me almost immediately. And, uh, you know, there, there's so much information on that site from previous World Jenny's Days and what we've done there. If you sit down and put your feet up and listen and watch, uh, it's very insightful information on, on that website. So, and we've got this year where we're expanding. And we'd love, if you'd love to be part of World Jenny's Day and, um, uh, participate or or support obviously all these things cost money you'd like to contribute to world jenny's day i'd love to hear from you as well and thank you dr jacqueline for this opportunity thank you very much i really appreciate it and thank you for staying with us i know you're seven hours later than we are and i love your necklace by the way that's beautiful it's maasai beading made by the maasai's so um yes it, it's one of my favorite one of the first i ever bought so thank you for that and i thought it it went so beautifully with sikaliza and and our theme it definitely does and we'll look forward to having you back on the show in a couple of months after we meet with some of the other animal characters and then we'll have a whole big party of all of us together yay can't wait <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Janetta. Have a beautiful evening. Lots and lots of love to you, Dr. Jacqueline, and to all our viewers and listeners out there. Huge amounts of love to you as well. Lots of love to you too. Take care. Bye. Thank you everyone for watching, for listening, and for spreading the word. The book will be available for what's here known in the United States as Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So November 26th, stay tuned for more wonderful information about the characters in our book by joining us each week at this very same time. You can also go over to our YouTube channel, which is USA Global TV, and you can find the playlist, which is called The Amazing Adventures of Lady Ella, The Listening Mentor, and this show will be featured there. So last announcement, as you know, we're talking all about listening. Would you like to learn to listen at an elevated level? Probably you're saying no, because I am a good listener. And I would challenge you 
to take the course. There's a special promotion right now and rate yourself as an elevated listener before and after. So before you think you're elevated, but let's see how you really are. And then you'll get your certificate of accomplishment. It goes on to my website, drjacqueline.com, along with your headshot. And then you can be featured in one of our upcoming books as well as our game show. So let me put up the graphic of what you can do in order to join us for the power of listening. Here it is, the power of listening, key takeaways, confidence, deeper relationships, better connections, and authentic conversations. And in order to go ahead and book in, today is July the 5th. It's the day after, but I'll still honor the sale price. So you can go over now for the rest of the day to Dr. Jacqueline, D-R-J-A-C-A-L-Y-N dot thinkific, T-H-I-N-K-I-F-I-C dot com. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We're going to close out now for our next show, which is the Mallorca Connection. So we'll be right back. You stay wherever you are. I'll run over to the other studio and meet Roland and we'll look forward to our show there. Thanks again, Janetta. Bye everyone. 